Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a great day. If this is your first time uh, tuning in, welcome. And if this is your second time and you saw our first episode, welcome back as well. My name is Edward Peng, Marketing Manager for Sekudo. And today I'm joined with the CAD engineer, Isaac Tian. Hi everyone, I'm Isaac. I am CAD engineer for Sekudo. Before we start the podcast, we'd like to thank our platinum sponsors, Lexicon Digital, specializing in delivery of software and maximizing speed and value. They build web and mobile applications for big enterprises. Energy Matters, who are an award-winning and Australian-owned company. Believing in a zero-carbon future, they are large advocates of sustainable, affordable and greener energy solutions. With over 30,000 customers, they are helping Australians to go solo with the most affordable prices. Seawood Helicopters, based on the water's edge adjacent to the Seawood theme park, Seawood Helicopters provide scenic flights, special charters and aerial work. I can tell any type of aerial tour. And finally, Good Ride Tyres, who stock Australia's largest range of tyres and ensures the services are the highest performance. Their mission is to insist to meet on global demands in different markets, devoting to producing a variety of valuable tyres. Visit our website, team-sakuto.com, to find out more. So obviously, again, uh, some viewers might not be familiar with the F1 scheme or F1 field. Uh, Isaac, as CAD engineer, what are your main tasks and duties within this team? Um, so I think the role name is quite self-descriptive. Um, so I do anything that's CAD related. CAD means uh, computer assisted design, I believe. Um, and basically just means anything that involves modeling, anything that's 3D electronically, I do that. Um, that's kind of an oversimplified definition for my role in the team. Um, yeah. Most of my work is just revolving around the car and the tread display and along with other things, of course, but those are just the main things I do. Yeah, so um, obviously, as a CAD engineer, pro- pro- your primary workload comes you know, before everyone gets started and probably finishes, let's say, a few weeks before the competition action begins. So obviously, uh, we're just weeks out of the competition right now. What are you working on right now? Um, right now, I'm just... Uh, finishing off our car orthographics or car engineering drawings with all the dimensions um, that's that will help in scrutineering later on I'm also working just on finishing the tray display so I can finish I can produce the engineering drawing out of the tray display and then have the tray display actually manufactured and assembled yeah that sounds very interesting Isaac so um how you how you finding the workload right now how are you managing it um, it's fine. I really have a consistent workload throughout the entire competition, so um, it's not stressful. It's not easy either, but I find a way to balance it between my life and, well, this competition. Yeah, that's great. Uh, could you tell uh, the listeners right now, what is the easiest and hardest part about your role in Sekudo? Um If by easiest you mean like something that I already know, then probably just car design. It's a very repetitive process. But I understand everything, I know how to do it. Um, it's just all about repeating, you know, rinse and repeat everything. Um, hardest part is probably, it's probably writing the engineering portfolio because every competition, you know, there are some repeats, but we always produce new content and we have to make a new publication. And it's both a very lengthy process and it also consumes a lot of time and effort, not just from me, but from multiple other team members as well. 
Yeah, well, that's great. So dive into more specific questions, Isaac. Yep. So uh, breaking some of the critical regulations set up by the IEA will result in half a tenth time penalty and four points are de- deducted from our scrutineering score. How important is it to avoid breaking these rules? And can you give the listeners a generalization of like how f- uh, fast uh, you know, a tenth of a second is? Right. Um, so to answer your second question, because it's shorter, uh, a tenth of a second can make all the difference between, say, first and third or fifth place. Um, it is a very short racetrack. Uh, every team has some fast cars, and a tenth of a second will literally boost your place from maybe fifth to first. Um, now, you said that um, the you mentioned something about the critical regulation set by REA. Yep. So, yes, uh, breaking one regulation will result in time penalty and also four points deducted from our scrutineering score. Now, all technical regulations uh, fall into two general categories. They're non-critical and critical. So non-critical only takes away from your scrutineering points, whereas critical will also add on a time penalty to your car. Um, It is very important not to break the critical ones, obviously, but for some of the non-critical, you can show less regard for them. So, for example, on our car currently, we broke the 3mm balsa thickness rule. Um, this was a calculated risk. I believe it, are, it will make our car go faster and earn us more points in racing than what is lost in scrutineering. Yeah, uh, well, that sounds... Hopefully, we, hopefully um, we don't break any because, like, you know, the... Uh, deductions are kind of det- detrimental to our score. Uh, can you tell the listeners a bit more about our car? You know, what's changed from our set cars, the innovations, the innovations you've made, and why you believe that the car will be faster and hopefully take out the fastest lap award again. So, um, I'll start from the beginning to the end. So, the first thing that's noticeably changed um, is the nose cone. We've changed from, the nose cone has changed from like a sort of a cone shape to a more flatter shape. Now this leads to better airflow, and it is also lighter if you calculate the volume of the nose cone. Um, the second thing we change is rear wing. Now this was one of the really big innovations we made. Um, so instead of having like straight wing segments that are perpendicular to the body, we made them curved. Now you might ask, why would you make it curved? Doesn't that complicate everything? Well. Yes, it does, but it also helps the car with its aerodynamics. Um, Once I ran a simulation and I found out, wow, this really, really reduces the car's drag and downforce as well. Um, Side pods were another innovation. Uh, We made the top surface as well as the side surface of the side pods curved. This diverted air away from the rear wheel and just generally made everything better. Um, this also meant that we could fit our side pod widths to the to our front wheel and change it as it sort of as it went back into the body. I'm not sure how to express it correctly, but um, once our car comes out, our viewers can see that. Um, our wheels, we just changed the spoke sizes and also the spoke shapes. This was done after experimenting with the wheel in analysis. And our body, we just made the spine body curved even more so we can reduce the car's overall length and hence the car's weight. Yeah, oh, that's great. It puts a great smile, a big smile on my face here and all those innovations. And hopefully we can be the fastest car 
in nationals. So ah, since F1 in schools is one of the largest STEM competitions in the world, you've certainly used a lot of different types of analysis to collect information about our car. What analysis did we do and how did it help shape our innovative car? So one of the, probably the most important type of analysis used and the most common one, whether you're an industry professional or whether you're a F1 in schools competitor, um, it is CFD that stands for Compute Computational Fluid Dynamics. It's basically a simulation telling you how you, how air behaves around your car that's moving. Now, there are a lot of settings. It is very complex to get into, but um, it really, it's a very nice way of analysis because number one, it doesn't, it doesn't really cost money because there's free licenses that you can get. Um, and it's also really fast. Now, another one that we did that we didn't do at States is something called FEA. Uh, FEA stands for Finite Element Analysis. And this basically assesses the structural integrity of components. So our wheel development used solely FEA and not CFD. So yeah, that's FEA. Um, again, there's a whole variety of settings you can use. It just it just changes everything if you use analysis. Um, there are some minor components as well. So we use something, so we use that app called Cadia that is also used by industry professionals. Um, now Cadia has an inbuilt calculator to calculate the car's center of gravity. Now knowing this basically told us, right, where's the center of gravity? Where's the car going to sort of, I guess you could say, um, in a really simplified way, it's where the car is leaning, I guess. Um, and yeah, just it just tells us um, the inertia of the car, tells us tells us everything. Because since gravity is the most fundamental aspect of movement, I guess. Yeah, well, nice way, nice, nice way you put it. Of, of course, as a viewer, if you didn't understand that, you're not expected to. But if you do, uh, good job. So um, obviously, what race time would you hope our car would achieve uh, this national finals? So as a reference, uh, our state car had the fastest net time of 1.143 with 0.05 second penalty. And of course, a 1.093 gross time. And then the slowest net time was 1.321 with a 1, 0.1 second penalty with a 1.221 gross time. So what do you think uh, and what would you hope our car would achieve? Um, so I think our gross time, I'm sort of expecting anywhere from 1 to 1.15 seconds. Um, I guess anything over 1.2 gross time would indicate that the track has some, the track is not ideal. Um, but yeah, anything from 1 point, sorry, anything from 1 to 1.15 seconds as a raw time, I'm happy with. Um, on my behalf in CAD, there are no race or time penalties. So I'm not expecting any time penalties. Um, and I hope we're not getting any time penalties, certainly. Uh, yeah, that's my hope for our car. Yeah, and um, moving away from the time aspect of things, what you know, place or ranking would you be happy with in terms of you know, the car time? Look, I think ranking is really based on other people. So you're going to have to look at other teams as well. Um, I can't make a prediction now because I don't know how other teams are going with their car development. But I, uh, I think we'll do alright on this in terms of ranking. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so one of the larger project elements in F1 schools is the trade display. Obviously, you work with this uh, with our 
uh, with Evan, which is our design engineer. Uh, how did you make sure our trade display had a strong support structure in order to hold up our presentation? Um, this part, that's a good question actually. Um, it, it's really common sense, I'm going to be honest. Um, you know, keep everything that's, so we, we reduce the load that's been put on the table. And we also ensure that the support for it, the support structure for our trade display is really solid and sturdy. Um, the material that we use to manufacture most of our trade display is uh, is honeycomb cardboard from a company called Rebull. It is a very strong product and it is both cheap and light. So it's a win-win in both quality and money. Um, look, the trade display, you really don't need to do any sort of analysis to make sure that it stands correctly. Um, you know, the trade display, it's not as... it's a it's a lot more complex than the car, so everything that you design may not be final. There will be some tweaks made, but um, yeah, it's really just common sense to make sure that the trade display stands up strong. Yeah, and just giving a sneak peek to the viewers, obviously we have a collaboration with a specific company coming soon, and uh, you'll find out more about that in our trade display. Uh, so obviously, um, if you listen to the first episode of the podcast, Eric uh, called you one of the most productive uh, members on our team. Uh, could you give us your thoughts about that? Um, it is a big privilege to be called hardworking by our team manager. I thank him for that. Um, I think I, I, I'm going to be honest, and this is not my ego speaking, but I think I do do a lot of work in the team. Yep. Um, you know, my work starts before everyone else's and ends I guess after everyone else's ends, maybe. Um, it's a considerable workload, but I feel like I get through it nicely. Um, and then the results at the end of the day are probably, hopefully, will um, speak about how much effort you put in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. Uh, finally, for the final question, uh, what are you going to enjoy leading up to the national finals? Is there anything, any aspect of you know, the physical event itself that appeals to you? Well, it's a shame that our date was delayed, so we can't. It doesn't coincide with the um, Australian Grand Prix. That is really, really unfortunate. I was looking forward to seeing some actual F1 cars in action. Um, but yeah, it's my first physical event. I'm intimidated and excited. I guess uh, I can't really say what it's like until I'm actually there. But yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah, well, um, once again, as uh, Isaac, uh, thank you for joining us on our podcast. Isaac, the most productive member of our team. Uh, I hope you have a great uh, rest of the week. And for the, our viewers and listeners tuning in at home, uh, thank you. And our podcast next episode will be releasing soon. Thank you again.